0: All right, and welcome back to Luminary Leaders Live. My name is Shelly Harrison and I'm your host, and I get to bring on the most amazing people in the country in all over the globe really uh so today you're gonna meet a gentleman and you see him right next to me his name is jesse LeBeau, and uh he's got quite a story and he's doing some great work for our youth so you're gonna want to tune in and stay with us during the whole episode uh again shelly harrison luminary leaders live host and i also host two other shows so i have women lead radio Uh, which is Amplify Your Influence with Connected Women of Influence. And then I also host the National Veterans Radio Show. So catch us usually on the first Friday of the month. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce uh, Jesse here, but I'm just going to tell you a little bit about him so you kind of have some context. Uh, Jesse is one of the top youth motivational speakers in the country, a best-selling author, and has improved the mental health Of over 250,000, let me say that again 250,000 teenagers with a self esteem building program known as the Attitude Advantage. So, we're gonna get into it today. We're gonna hear all the great work that Jesse is doing. And, Jesse, welcome to Luminary Leaders Live. Hey, we did it. I love
1: it. We did it. uh, I like it. Anytime the technology works, I'm excited. I feel like What I learned during the pandemic is that I'm kind of a, I don't want to call myself an old soul, but I'm kind of a dinosaur. And uh, I should be better with the technology, I feel like. I think you uh, did a great job. Struggling, (laughs) yeah. I'm struggling and I got to get my little nephews, you know, to, hey, show me how to work my phone. What am I doing here? And uh, and it's made a big difference. I'm glad anytime we can connect it and make it work. It's a big deal.
0: Oh, absolutely, and and we did it very smoothly today. I think, and I, I think that we're yeah. showing it right great on on camera here, and it's going to be uh, it's actually streaming on YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, and other platforms. So we're excited to, to share share you with the world, Jesse.
1: Yeah, exciting. Yeah, awesome. I love
0: it. yeah. So first of all, I would love for you to kind of share with us, t- tell us a little bit about yourself and and what ignites you.
1: Yeah. So. I can't tell uh, who I am without saying where I'm from. I grew up on a little island in Alaska um, yeah. called Panic Island. And no roads or stores there. And we were across from another little island called Revilla Gagato, And the mm-hmm. city on that island is called Ketchikan. So some people have heard of that because they've gone up on cruise ships and the world with the oh, internet. Yeah. You find out about uh, different places out there. But, um, you know, grew up taking a boat to school every day. Didn't know anything different. That was just kind of what you did and um we had our little car uh we had a red and white isuzu trooper oh. uh, duct tape window <laughs> and we had that in town so oh we go to God. town we have our little car and go to the grocery store go to uh, school or go to work if, for my parents um yeah. and that just kind of shaped who i was uh, i always looked up to my my older brother who was uh, kind of the basketball star he was nine years older so i got to see him playing uh basketball in these high school games And the whole town would come out, you know. So it would be in a small place. It could be three or five thousand people at a basketball game. So that was just like the big dream, like to be like yeah, like a
0: community. It's in Alaska. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, There, because of the weather and and uh, you know, it's a difficult winter to get through. Darkness and and it rains two out of every three days. So it was an interesting place to grow up. But because of all that, being inside in the gym uh, playing basketball, where it was warm and where there was lights um, you know, was a big deal. And that kind of became the main sport, uh, for most people just because of the environment around you. So, um, basketball became my passion pretty early. And the only problem with that is I was the smallest kid by far, um, in, in my grade, even though I was one of the older ones, mm-hmm. um, girls were bigger than me. I got, you know, picked on bullied and that kind of thing. Um, but I, I made the decision early on with the, and I, I think my, my parents, especially my dad, um, yeah. for, Taking on the mantra that attitude is everything, um, and oh, yeah. so you know, I feel like most people can relate to being an underdog, no matter mm-hmm. who they are. Whether they're someone that came from a billionaire family and, and all the affluent areas in the world, or there's someone from a little island in Alaska or from the hood, everyone sees <laughs> themselves as an underdog. They got a speech impediment. They got it's something. There's something everyone can find. Um, and and yeah. being an underdog, mm-hmm. I decided you know what I can't. Control what happens to me, but I can always control how I respond, and that's, that's my attitude.
0: True, yeah, and that is so true.
1: So, so that became, you know, what I'm not going to listen to these people that are telling me I can't do this thing of bat- called basketball that I love. I'm going to take it as far as I can, and I literally just became uh, a gym rat. Have you ever heard of uh, Pete Maravich? Do you know who this guy is? Pistol Pete, they used to call him.
0: I that sounds familiar, but not okay. offhand. That's yeah. okay. I said
1: it because I thought, you know, not everyone does. Yeah. He was an old school basketball player and they made a movie called The Pistol. And oh. he would spin the ball on his finger for an hour at a time and his finger would be bleeding. He'd be dribbling while, oh uh, while walking on the train tracks, out the car window while his dad was driving. He was like in the, in the country.
0: And so that
1: basically became my life, but I was doing it in Alaska, Mm -hmm. in the snow, in the cold, in the dark, but Mm -hmm. doing a lot of those same things.
0: Yeah, so uh, basketball was something you really treasured.
1: I really I really leaned all the way in on it. Mm -hmm. And and just like anything, um, a lot of people thought I was nuts. A lot of people thought I was crazy. I'm carrying this basketball around all the time. I'm dribbling at the movie theater. My dad would Mm -hmm. drive that, uh, the uh, Isuzu Trooper and I'd roll down the window and dribble out the window. Um, you know, people thought I was out of my mind and they weren't entirely wrong, but I just realized that the more that we worry about what other people think about us, mm-hmm. the, the more it keeps us from living our truth, living our dream. Yeah. And it's really none of their business. Okay. Think whatever you want. I'm happy. I'm doing yeah, what i Yeah. You're doing.
0: doing your thing.
1: And, yeah. and, and that has served me well in, in many areas of my life and in the, in the people that I study around me, I'm like, oh, a lot of the successful people. They don't care what other people think. No. They're human, they care, but the yeah. less you care, the, the better. Yeah. Um, so fast forward, basketball um, became a huge part of my life and had a good career in, in little Alaska. W- there was okay. enough to get me a little scholarship to, to get my education covered for um, in San Diego. And, oh, uh, San
0: Diego, yeah. I went,
1: yeah, I, I went for the sunshine. And, um,
0: lots of it in California.
1: (laughs) So good. Yeah. Yeah. So good. I loved it. It was tough, tough to leave. Um, I was there for a long time. And, um, Mm -hmm. from, from that experience, I decided after college, you know, I was working on a commercial fishing boat in Alaska, saving up my money and Mm -hmm. I could be a carpet salesman. I could be, um, what was the other option? I could go play pro ball in Hungary for not a lot of money and have probably a, a lot of work to get myself up to the top leagues yeah. or I could go and try to be in basketball commercials in Los Angeles. And I, you know, didn't know what to do. And my mom was like, hey, you saved up money. If you fail, you can always come back home. You get excited. You your eyes light up when you talk about your friends who've had some success in that area. Why don't you just go for it and see what happens? And I did. He's
0: so supportive of your mom.
1: Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I owe my mom a lot for that. And I went and I stayed in low income housing in Van Nuys, California on a friend's, I want to say oh, his couch, but I had a blow up air mattress <laughs> in the kitchen. Oh, my really and yeah. uh, about three months later, um, my uh, very first commercial where I got to put on a pair of Kobe Bryant's shoes and
0: oh all his
1: powers. And it was, yeah. I was the lead in this commercial. And that got mm-hmm. my foot in the door and led me to do all kinds of commercials and, and yeah. some movies and some TV shows. And it was just an amazing experience. And, and again, people told me that I couldn't do that either. When I was on that fishing boat, I had uh, the captain and the people around me were making fun of me and making me feel stupid that I, oh, yeah. you're going to move to LA and be an actor. You know, how yeah. original. Um, but they got to see me on TV and, you know, not many months later, so it worked out. (laughs) Not that you do it to get back at people, but it is kind of like, but it was
0: opportunities that came, you know, that, that were right in front of you, you know, and, and I think too, with, you know, the work that you do with, with our youth, tell me how that correlates. You know, I know that you've been, you know, in front of audiences, you've been at uh, a lot of different, you know, youth, um, when they have their, their you know, events that are happening during school, you know, when they have a rally or, or whatever, but how, tell me yeah. how that correlates.
1: It's interesting. So the basketball thing just led me to start going and playing in all these exhibition games. And then they would yeah. just give you a microphone. Uh, and sometimes I'd be in a country where they don't even speak English. So I don't <laughs> even know why they're giving the microphone. Um, oh my but gosh. I got the amazing experience to travel around the world and be teammates with Allen Iverson. Who was one mm-hmm. of my idols growing up, You know, one of my favorite NBA basketball players. And yeah. um, people would just line up for hours after these games to come take a picture to talk to you. And I realized they were just wanting, desiring, and needing so badly for an adult to take an interest and care about them. And mm-hmm. like I said, sometimes the la- there was a language barrier, but basketball, mm-hmm. they were excited about the basketball tricks I was doing. And then just taking an interest in them meant so much. And I've shared a little bit with you about my parents who have just been, you know, unbelievable and supportive Mm -hmm. and loving and doing the best they can. And what I've learned is that so many kids don't have that. And so I wanted to try to provide something for those kids that didn't have that because the statistics and the research shows that, you know, every, every kid is one caring adult away from being a success story. And a lot of times Mm -hmm. the difference between going on and, and living a great life and becoming a statistic and being caught in the juvenile delinquent systems and and all these things is one caring adult that consistently invests time in their life. Yeah. Um, and so what happened was we went back to my little hometown in Alaska in Ketchikan and we mm-hmm. put on a basketball game and all these people showed up. It was unbelievable. They lined out the door and we had to start the game late because oh there was God. so many people. I'll never forget it. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. And um, we had a great time and it was a lot of fun. And afterwards, kids lined up again. Oh. And this time, because I knew a lot of their families, I knew a mm-hmm. lot of their um, brothers, sisters, parents, that it hit me in a totally different way. And I just had this mm-hmm. light bulb moment of like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing with my life more than just entertainment. Yeah. I could share my story. I can use this platform that kids are excited about. I can write a book. And I got my, my phone out and I wrote it all down in my notes. Oh. And so but surely I've done one thing at a time and um, no. and grown it into this thing where we have an awesome team um, and get to go around and, and do a lot of good and help a lot of people that are going through tough times.
0: Yeah. And, you know, and I especially love how you're helping our youth. And, you know, when I was doing a little bit of because I, I usually don't like to, inter, you know, go through a lot of research before I meet people because I'm very curious and I want to ask questions and I couldn't help but see one of the videos uh, you and one of your buddies were singing one of the weekend songs. Oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. I thought that was the coolest. I'm, I'm like, Oh my gosh. So I think in the notes for this show, I'm going to make sure that's there because I thought that was so cool. How is that, <laughs> yeah. Tell me about that. What inspired you to do that and, and share with the audience a little bit about what I'm talking about and, and what that experience was.
1: Yeah. So I've had for probably eight years, uh, this dream, if I could have my own, uh, reality series where we go and we help kids, it would allow us to have a bigger impact,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, you know, and uh, allow us to help and reach more people. Um, and so I've just been slowly, just like everything, just slowly working towards that every day, you know, a little bit better, a little bit more progress. And so, um, in, and even like with, Top Gun just came out, right? I don't know if did you see it.
0: Yeah, not yet. Okay. No.
1: <laughs> not yet? Okay, no spoilers. I won't say yeah, no spoilers. Um, yeah, but like, but I, what, I
0: do want to see it. I hope I get to see it this weekend.
1: It was good. I saw it two days ago. I, That's what my I mom. heard.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: It, it's good. And um, but when that movie came out, it apparently I don't remember this because it came out the year I was born. But um, oh god. It got people excited to want to enlist in in, in the military. And it got people excited about mm-hmm. flying planes and all these things. I think that's so cool. And what I secretly hope out of this thing that I'm doing is that it ignites a passion for more people to find their passion, to be kind, to help other people and maybe use their stories, whether it's on stage or one-on-one in small groups to inspire and help other people. Um, so what you're talking about with the, the weekend yeah. video is... <laughs> when this all started it was like well how does one become after that light bulb moment how does one become a speaker how do you do this you know and i just went all in and and decided okay this is what i'm gonna do i sought out the best people researched who they were you know google you can find out just about anything these days yeah and i just put together a tour i I didn't have uh, an agent i didn't have any speaking experience i didn't have any sponsors but i reached out to the media up in Alaska. And yeah. truth be told, I used an email address of someone else's name, and oh. and used a pretty lady's avatar, and oh. I was like, I "Respond to her." And oh. and um, and I went and up there. And they did. They <laughs> did. I went and did all the media. I got it on uh, somewhere YouTube or website, and uh, and I said, "Hey, I'm doing this amazing tour. I got these amazing sponsors, and I just made it happen." And when that was yeah. all said and done, I had a 25 city tour. Schools. We're paying us, we got some sponsors, and it set the foundation for everything that I'm doing today. But I just had to be resourceful, make it happen because. I knew yeah. in my heart that I had a good message and I would give everything that I had to make it be as good as it could be. And it was still mm-hmm. rough. It wasn't what it is, you know, after 10 years of perfecting it and practicing and getting better, but being yeah. that trial by fire, being on stage in front oh of my gosh. 200, 500, 1500 kids and like, all right, well, that's not working. What do I do and, now? And you have
0: to <laughs> be good when you get in front of those kids because they're expecting it. And I mean, they want inspiration.
1: Yes. And they can they can smell if you're being phony, if there's any amount of phoniness and they're going to be vocal about it. Uh, Going and doing corporate ones after kids, it's like, oh, corporate's a piece of cake. Even if you weren't good, they'd be polite and, you know, be respectful. But kids, man, they can be ruthless. So.
0: Oh, yeah, they can. Yeah. So so that experience, you know, when you were in the car, you know, and I'm thinking because you you had one of the one of the solo melodies that you did. And I'm like, wow, you you really got that. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah. So yep. what happened was I rekindled randomly um, with a friend, shout out to T-Mutt, um, and he played college basketball with me. And we stayed in the same hotel randomly for NBA All-Star Weekend in another city. I think it was in Louisiana. And yeah. I convinced him c- to quit his job and come on this tour with me. <laughs>
0: oh I, and goodness. I said,
1: hey, you don't need that. And he, did? He, he did? He did. He did. And we went, he's the other guy in that video, and we just were filming it and we were just having a blast. He loves to travel. We're going to these little villages. We're going to, you know, the big city, Anchorage. We're meeting all these kids. We're, we're, uh, you know, selling t shirts with his face on it. It it was just an absolute blast. And I kept telling him, hey, this isn't going to happen overnight, but stay with me. And um, Mm -hmm. we're going to turn this into something great. And bless his heart, he believed in the basically the feedback that he saw with the kids and the parents, and the teachers of them coming yeah. up and crying and sharing these super personal things and us being able to get them help, whether sometimes it's social services or informing the school or, or whatever of what's going on. And yeah. it just, it just turned into mm-hmm. this thing. And since then we've, come so far and we've we've shot the pilot episode for the show that i told him that we would do
0: congratulations and yeah, yeah and he's yeah. He's, in
1: it. he's hilarious he's so fun and it's it's just us and our being our goofy selves and then everywhere we yeah. go we meet some people that need a little yeah. help and we do everything we can to to help them and their family and 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 yeah. help hopefully turn their life around so um yeah, yeah it's sure. one of those things of you find your passion you know i thought my passion was basketball most of my life. And then I found out, you know what? It is basketball, but there's things that are more important than basketball. And if I can still use basketball and do tricks um, and be like a Harlem Globetrotter and, and all it is is a, a surprise shock thing for when I go in, on stage, because they're expecting some guy to come out and say, don't yeah. do drugs, you know, don't, <laughs> exactly." You, know, don't and a, you have
0: a basketball to share your message, right?
1: I come out and I capture yeah. their attention and involve them. And it's just a device to show them that, hey, I want this to be fun. And then when I start talking about the serious stuff that matters, they're hopefully more open to it. Um, you know, if I did a good job and if and if they're in a place where they want to listen.
0: Gosh, but how innovative and you took a risk, you know, doing what you did, we, just getting started and take, going on this tour because it, it's not easy to do that. You know, you have to think of all the logistics, you know, places that you can show up. And I mean, for you to do something like that, that I mean, how did that make you feel after, you know, all after all it was said and done? How did you feel after that? And what kind of uh, inspiration did it give you?
1: Yeah, I mean, truthfully, I was terrified. And and the only way that I know how to have confidence in in something with like basketball was I just spent more time in the gym than everyone else. I spent Mm -hmm. more time doing a basketball. So I would have my speech and I would just walk. I would walk for hours and hours and practice it while I was walking because some comedians told me, Hey, that's a good way. It helps you with uh, memorization and also moving. Um, yeah. So I did it over and over again. And, and then you just learn through experience that, Hey, it's okay to mess up. And and now sometimes it's better to mess up because it seems more real and the mm-hmm. word I hate to say, cause it's overused, but authentic, mm-hmm. you know, and, and to be able to be like, Oh, you know, I'll mess up It'd be like, what was I talking about again? And, and you ask them they're like, oh, okay, yeah, you're listening. And then you could go back mm-hmm. into it. But, um, yeah, it was it was terrifying. I was so scared. My neck tightened up because I've had some sports oh. injuries. And I was oh, like, man. I literally was in a neck race. And it was all just from nerves and stress. And oh. I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to go do this tour now. But there's yeah, something yeah. about going all in. And I never mm-hmm. had really any success in the speaking until I said, you know what? I'm not doing the other stuff anymore. I'm not doing the the entertainment, you know, the commercials and all that stuff. I mean, if it comes up, I'll I won't say no, but right. I'm gonna make a living yeah. doing this, having an impact, sharing my story, yeah. and because you're
0: impacting uh, more people.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, wow. and like you said, it's um, you know, Tony Robbins has a great quote that you know the key to living is giving, and and I just love mm-hmm. that. And, and for me, when you find something that's bigger than yourself, and you find something that you're passionate about and and you feel like you're making a difference, I really feel like it's the most selfish thing you can do. You know, I'm,
0: I mean, soul. Soul. you know, it, it makes you feel like, gosh, you know, you could, and it's now I see how you were able to impact 250,000 kids, you know, and and when you look at this, what do you want to share with parents, Jesse? You know, here you are, you, you know, you came from you know, this great childhood and, you know, but again, you had some bullying and things that happen. but what about those parents that, you know, maybe aren't even in tune with their kids and, you know, they, they want to get a little more, you know, involved with their kids, but they just don't know how.
1: Yeah. It's a tough one. I think it's, you know, it's tougher to be a kid and a parent than any time before, partially because of this, you know, the, the phone yeah. It it changes every, you know, there's just new laws that came out today of what they're allowing uh, parental controls on, on uh, TikTok, on, on the iPhone, on, on all these different technologies. So it's constantly changing and Mm -hmm. we didn't have to live through it because we wasn't around when we were growing up. And, and so there's so many things to say about parents, but I would say first, offer yourself some grace
0: Mm -hmm. because
1: it's a hard job. You know, some would say the hardest job that you have in the most important job. And, and another thing really is, um, it's, a, it's going to be a, a kind of a, a funny one, but empathy, oh, <laughs> because I'm kind of old school where I'm like, Hey, toughen up. Oh, your biggest obstacle is, is your picture only got 42 likes on Instagram mm-hmm. or TikTok. Like, oh, that's your hardship because in, in, in perspective, their grandparents or maybe great grandparents now came from another country. A lot of them had two, $2 in their pocket. 18 children lived through a great depression and never complained. Worked you know three jobs and made it happen,
0: yeah.
1: But it's not these kids' fault that they don't live during that time period, they live right. in a time period yeah. where it's the great in a lot of There's ways. The, of
0: instant, you know, technology and that, everybody wants yes. everything now,
1: yes, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And and to really see that the hardest thing that they'll ever have to go through that they've gone through is the hardest thing that they've gone through. So if that is Being like bullied at school, or they're being left out of their friend group, and and they're seeing that the other kids are hanging out and posting it, and they're not included. That's the hardest thing they know. So it's going to hit them just as hard as the really really difficult thing that our generation or our parents' generation may have been through. Um, So so I, I would say that that the empathy is a big one. And then as far as you were asking connecting, the biggest gift I think a parent can help their kid earn and not give them, but earn. Is confidence. Confidence and self-esteem from mm-hmm. from all the you know hundreds of thousands of, of kids that I've got to talk to, you know, live in person, all these programs, all these things, the yeah. feedback I get everywhere I go, and this was way before the pandemic, yeah. mental health. The yeah. kids are struggling with their mental health from the kids themselves, from the parents, from the teachers, from the principals, mm-hmm. it's mental health. And from all the research that we've dove into, the experts, the data, if you can improve mental health, self-esteem. Incredible confidence. You can impact mm-hmm. almost every other area of their life. So that's oh, yeah, the thing. on that, and and yeah. you can't, like I said, we can't give it to them. You can't just be like, hey, I got a bunch of confidence here, t- take it. They have to earn it. And and the best way to mm-hmm. earn it is small wins. Is small wins. They got it. They got to achieve things. You can't just give them a seven yeah. place
0: trophy. Well, you and can't. it kind of goes. Was- And it kind of goes back to you know you all the kids get a trophy on the soccer team you know even though the worst to the best player you know where it it really needs to be earned
1: really yeah and and i totally get that you know i I, I totally get like hey we feel bad for the kids that aren't that good or on a team that aren't that good and we don't want anyone to feel bad it's the right intentions it's totally it's totally good if you love the kids but it's just a wrong practice and it doesn't serve them ultimately because the truth is kids aren't dumb. Like we talked about mm-hmm. earlier, when you're on stage, they, if there's something that isn't adding up, they they know right away, they can sniff it out.
0: Oh, but they know. Yeah. The
1: same thing with the seventh place trophy. If you give them that, they know they don't, they didn't achieve anything. They know they didn't earn it. They know that that's embarrassing. They know that you're taking uh, sympathy and feel bad for them. That doesn't help their, the, their self-esteem. And it mm-hmm. also keeps them from learning the lesson that they should learn. Guess what? Mm-hmm. You got your butt you need to be better yeah. next time. We <laughs> live in a world where everyone's trying to kick your butt. That's like nice. kindness, kindness. Oh, that's great. But the world isn't kind. I, I, I love kindness. I want everyone to be kind. But go out in that world today. Someone's going to honk their horn at you. They're going to flip you a, maybe a finger. And you have to mm-hmm. either be resilient and have grit or you're going to crumble. And so yeah. many parents are doing their kids a disservice by coddling them and, and not letting them learn, hey, there's a lesson to be learned here. This isn't failure, yeah. but it's feedback. And this feedback says you can work harder, I can help mm-hmm. you practice, I can get you a coach, we can put in more time, mm-hmm. or we can go try something else that you're into and that you're passionate about and want to work and get good good at. But you got to yeah. try things. You got to try things and you got to fail. You got to fail.
0: Yeah. And and that's such great feedback because I think a lot of parents, you know, they they want to do everything that they possibly can. There are some that want to do everything they possibly can for their kids, but then their kids, you know, they are not the ones that are doing the work. The parents are, you know, and when it comes to, like you said, the feedback and, you know, really, communication, I think is key with, you know, with our kids. And I know, even with my own kids, you know, my kids right now are 20 and 23. And I mean, we have more communication today than we ever have, you know, but there were times where it was hard to, you know, because I was a stressed out banker and, you know, got to the point where I just didn't want to talk to anybody when I got home, because I was just decompressing, you know, but that, that's something that I think a lot of parents can relate to because, you know, they're going through that now and, and, you know, having their careers and, and it's important for kids to have that one-on-one connection with their parents.
1: Yeah. A hundred percent. The communication is huge. And, you know, I get to work really closely with uh, Dr. Elizabeth Lombardo. She's amazing, a licensed psychologist and doing this for 25, 30 years. Yeah. And I I, feel like I get this front row seat at the masterclass with her. And wow. It's a lot. I'm always like, man, communication, that communication piece is coming up with like, okay, let's say we're talking about social media. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, let's come up together. Mom, dad, teenager with a game plan. All right. What do we think? Let's watch the social dilemma. Let's let's do some research. Okay, what is the right amount of time that you should be allowed to use these things? What what hours shouldn't you be able to use it? What will be the punishment if you don't and have them buy in? And when you do that now, it goes a lot smoother because of that communication.
0: That's right. That's right. And I think, like you pointed out earlier, you know, there are a lot of kids that would be, I mean, Excuse they me. would just be, you okay there?
1: I'm getting so passionate. I you know I me had, me had that happen there. earlier, so I had some water.
0: Communication. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I forgot my thought now. Oh my goodness. Um, um, some um,
1: other parents, communication, um, sharing, basically sharing. Yeah and, so on, together.
0: yeah. and on social media, you know, where kids, I mean, they take it, personal when, you know, there's something that's going on, you know, that's trending or whatever, maybe from the school or, you know, their, their friends and they don't know how to cope with it, And they just, they withdraw and they, you know, get to a point where it's going to really kind of damage their, their confidence and, you know, how they treat other people, because they're probably going to be so withdrawn that they're going to come off as, you know, just not a very social child.
1: It's it's a tricky mm. one. I did a I did a conversation this morning for U.S. Weekly about these viral um, toxic um, like TikTok trends, and oh, and yeah. kind of like how we, we live in this attention currency where I they everyone wants to film themselves doing things even when they're breaking the the rules at school or the law just for attention, and and so we have to shift you know as as parents as leaders as a culture of yeah. like you know, like not all attention is good. And and a lot of times if I see someone that needs a lot of attention, it's someone that I'm going to stay away from because there's something missing there. And if we can help our kids find validation in the Mm -hmm. right places and doing the right things at home, in real life, in real person, then Mm -hmm. they'll need to lean on that less. But they don't know anything different because this has been their whole life has been on this phone. You know, so Mm -hmm. it's finding those different outlets for those things, as opposed to just like, oh. I didn't get enough likes because oh. let's, let's be honest. It's not just the kids. It, I see yeah, it just it's the it's
0: kids. adults too, you know, when they do those comparisons and, yeah. and I, yeah, but I, I think you brought up some great points today, Jesse. And, you know, I, I really appreciate you being on, on the show and uh, we're kind of coming to the end of it. And I wanted to find out, you know, if you really wanted to give some guidance or maybe a last uh, you know, something that will help people. What is it that you'd like to share?
1: Yeah, I, I uh, think for anyone at any phase in life, whether it's parents, whether it's kids, what, whatever you're going through, um, I just want you to know that you're not alone. Whether it's something tough you're going through, uh, uh, you know, a, a mental health issue, depression, anxiety. Like I'm having conversations every day with so many different people. And it's not just the people that you would think that are struggling. It's the most successful people that are the CEOs that are, yeah. you know, going and speaking on stage in front of big crowds, all these things, and they're struggling too, whether it's personal in their relationships at home or professionally. So mm-hmm. that, that would be my big, big message in that the only thing we can control to bring this full circle is our attitude. So yeah. if there's if there's anyone out there that has these things and wants help um, when it comes to their teens, they can check us out at attitudeadvantage.com. And there's a free webinar on there that will give you a, a bunch of different things that you can do. And, and you can set a call with us as well. So oh, that's fantastic. Everything. it always comes down <laughs> to those three words for mm-hmm. me.
0: It, yes. Attitude is everything. And and I was going to ask you how people could find you. I know they can uh, connect with you on LinkedIn. And is there any, are there any other um, websites that you would like to share, Jesse, with our audience?
1: Yeah. If you just put my name, Jesse LeBeau, online, it's easy to find. Um, and then the teen stuff is the attitudeadvantage.com. So yeah, you yeah. can find us there.
0: Awesome. Well, this has been a lot of fun. And I really encourage our audience if you know, if you are just catching us at the end of the show, please be sure to go watch the the beginning because Jesse gives so much great insight. Uh, Watch his videos. They are very inspiring. I mean, I was just excited. I'm like, Oh, my gosh, I can't wait to talk to him. You know, just because of the way that you inspire kids. And that just fills me with joy. Uh, seeing the way that you get up there and you really inspire these kids authentically. And that is what kids need all over the world. And, and like you were pointing out earlier, that confidence is so important, you know? So, you know, Jesse, thanks again for being with us. And uh, it was great to have you on luminary leaders live. And we want to thank our viewing audience and, you know, get out there and inspire a kid today or, or your own child and, and, uh, if you can, make it too, because kids need us. Kids need us as parents, as mentors, as, you know, just like Jesse was saying, he's got programs that can help kids and uh, and teams too. So again, Jesse LeBeau with us today. Thank you for, for joining Luminary Leaders Live, and we will catch you next time. Thank you.
1: See you later. Thank you, Shelly. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Okay.